Hey guys, this is Tay's Green Life. Welcome to the podcast. This is House Divided. Introduce yourself, guys. Hey, this is Thomas. I'm the uh, rhythm guitarist. I am Nard. I am the bassist. Uh, I'm Alex. I play lead guitar. Mm-hmm. I'm Josh. Uh, I do the clean vocals. I'm Zachary, and I uh, do the screaming, or most of the screaming. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, how long has House Divided been together? Start with Nard. <laughs> um, let's see. We started. Be, we started about five years ago, five and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, basically, we were remnants of a older project we were part of. Um, after that, we kind of rebranded together and making what we are now. So it's been about close to six years. And how would uh, six years like uh, the time difference like? playing back then to playing now um thomas um well we definitely have been the most active in the last two years we spent a solid like two years writing the material but we did play briefly with the older material from the last project um in the very like beginning of the the band maybe in the first like six eight months uh we played a couple of shows we played with like uh we came as romans and um back when shakas was still around and uh, the reception now is, um, I think, is a lot better. Um, unfortunately, we were uh, we had we had someone involved with the with the band back then, where a lot of the local people weren't um, super in favor of. So we got a lot of flack for that. Um, but I mean, it's 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 good. The 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 local music scene, at least down here in Hampton Road, seems like it's it's uh, it's healthier than ever. Uh, in comparison to like five years ago. Um, there's a lot of really great bands making a lot of really great stuff down here. Not to say that there weren't great bands back then, but uh, I would definitely say that the quality of the stuff coming out now is a lot better than it was five years ago. And how would you um, explain, Alex, how would you explain the music scene in Virginia Beach compared to Richmond? Um, I say we've only played there uh, twice. I wouldn't say it's, it's very different. I mean, obviously we've played here more, so, you know, we know more people, but I'd say they're both thriving pretty well. I mean, the only difference being, I mean, I would assume there's probably more local venues in Richmond to play that we have played, but I've noticed mm-hmm. like, the good thing about our area is that, you know, there's, we can kind of alternate between there's, um, which, you know, Shaka's is gone and we're all sad about it, but that's been years ago. And now we've got um, Scandals, which is in Virginia Beach, and they're really awesome. We love playing there. And then Riff House is in Chesapeake, and it's a pretty good spot to play. And then um, some of the bigger shows that come through the elevation for some of those, like, you know, those big touring um, packages that come through. So, so we kind of have like options when booking shows. And there's also, there's a few other places we haven't played. Like, I think there's one called The Bunker in Virginia Beach yeah. as well, we haven't gotten to yet, but. That's one thing I will say is like, I've noticed maybe there's more, I guess, options as far as booking venues. But then again, you know, we've only played Richmond twice, so it's hard to say. Would you think social media um, contributes to uh, the fact that you guys have played in Virginia Beach and uh, Richmond? Uh, Josh, did you want to question about that? So as far as like, I, I love who we've met in Richmond. And a lot of that has come through our social media um, contacts. The guys in three piece, for instance, where we met him at a, we met him at a Richmond show with 20, 25 people. And it was just sort of like a fun way for all of mm-hmm. us to get together and 
since we first made contact, um, everyone's been really supportive and trying to get each other. Like, I think that the only way that the separate markets, like, you know, Northern Virginia, Richmond, Hampton Roads, even out like Roanoke way is the only way we're all going to merge and, uh, uh, get together is through social social media. So I've had I've had a blast just talking to the other dudes and and getting to know all the great music that Virginia has to offer. Um, and Zach, would you say that the music is uh, similar, or would you say it's all like different types? Like especially with uh, Northern Virginia to uh, Hampton Roads to Roanoke. Oh, Lordy, that's a good question. I feel like I feel like it's actually it's all it's diverse but it's also i think a lot of times like you want to be able to tell you know you could have an amazing hardcore band in virginia beach but you could also have one like uh like even three piece they're you know they have a lot of hardcore vibes so and they're from like more in the mountains and it's like it's almost like honestly you can never tell like it could be like not even a bigger popular city so it's like it's really like it almost feels random I think that's the best way yeah. to put it. Like you can never, you can never tell it seems. Can I, uh, can I get on the tail of that? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I've noticed that a lot of like the genres that come out of this area is like, it's like primarily like, um, like hardcore and like beat down and like deathcore, a lot of like the heavier, more niche stuff. Um, but there's a huge, um, call following for that in this area. Um, we're actually usually with the oddballs. There's, there's a couple of metalcore, <laughs> but there's not too much metalcore coming out of Virginia beach right now. Um, I've noticed there's a lot more diversity in the Richmond area um, in terms of there's a couple of metalcore, there's hardcore, deathcore, and you get all these people together, um, and you have these really like diverse shows that uh, are really fantastic. Um, I haven't played too much with the we haven't played too much Northern VA people at this point, so I, I couldn't tell you on that one, but I can definitely tell you our area is a lot of like deathcore, hardcore, beatdown stuff. Um, so with you guys playing with so many bands, um, you've opened for Washi Sleeps, you've played with Dropout Kings. Um, what would be one of your favorite bands you have torn with? Like Born of Osiris, Swan, uh, Signs of Swarm and Shadow of Intent. That was a, that was a really cool show. Um, mm -hmm. so we, we didn't go on tour with them, but we got on the date for, yeah. um, for our area. And, uh, it was a huge show. It was packed out. Um, Zach, I think you went and you hung out with some of them after the show, didn't you? Went to so, yeah. Some, me and a couple members of a uh, born of Osiris, like, and then some other people that they knew, like they were like, Hey, what bars open? I was like, well, there's, I know a karaoke spot kind of down the street. So we, I literally got to do like karaoke with some of born of Osiris. And like, <laughs> I think the drummer did like a Britney Spears song and like, it, it was, oh it was God. so cool. <laughs> Let me fun. interject really quick. It wasn't just like the couple band members. It was the drummer and Lee, their lead guitarist. So that's kind of like a big deal in terms yeah, yeah, of yeah. everything. And, and uh, with Dropout Kings, um, you've got you, you've worked a, you've worked with them and on a song called Stray. Can we talk about that one? So Adam is actually our marketing uh, manager. Um, we hire every time we come, we come up to a release, we, we hire his, um, his, uh, company called push media, push digital, no push digital marketing. That's where it is. And, um, he's really fantastic at that. He's very personable. Um, and through that, we got in contact with doing, uh, the feature we got through them. 
Um, so we talk to them, um, a couple times a year, a couple, couple months out of the year, we're in regular contact with them. Uh, whenever they come around, we'll hang out and, you know, have some drinks. And I think Nardi and, uh, Josh, you guys hung out with them what not this last time, but time before last. We're in like a 10 minute window. Yes. It was actually pretty fun. It was actually one of the, probably the biggest highlights of like shows that I've played so far is that once after we played the show and everything was like combining down, they were just like, Hey, you want to go to the green room? And I was like, yeah, sure. And in that we destroyed half a handle Jameson and talked about everything from Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon to uh, social philosophy. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I was that was sad night, that I leave. Sure. How was it playing with a, Playing on Graven's Metal Vault. That is- uh, I I'm uh, I dealt with him. Um, okay. He's a he's a great guy. Um, I haven't he's been wanting to get us on for for an interview on his show, but we haven't just haven't been able to get him lined up. But we ran into him at uh, a local show. We were playing with Divided and um, uh, who else played that night? The Yee Cleaver was on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, we, I think Elsendor was as well. Elsendor, yeah. Um, and so the that ended up being a really crazy local night, and uh, he uh, he really liked what he what he heard, um, and so he asked if we could send him songs to put on the radio show and listen into it. And um, it's a great thing that he's 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 trying to do, trying to get the metal out to the masses and and show our genre to the larger group of people. I think that's very important since you guys have been, I think a band since 2018. Is that what you said? 2018. That was about when we rebranded. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if you were to talk to yourself back then, um, what, what advice would you give yourself and what advice would you give someone doing like starting the thing you're starting now? Hire Josh sooner. Uh, (laughs) i said bring josh on board sooner yeah yeah that's right best decision we ever made (laughs) it's one of those things where you know you start doing things a certain way and it's 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 something you're passionate about and then you can run it a certain way where it starts to feel like a job in a sense and you start you know you forget to have fun and it's one of those things where you know bringing Josh from the band kind of reset everything. And now we're just all just having a good time and enjoying it again. So it's on the, made all the difference in the world on the real, real though. But, uh, the, um, the biggest advice I would definitely give is get your finances straight for like your band. Cause you need as much, you can be like, you can write the best songs ever. Um, and be the most beautiful people and be the most charismatic on stage. But unfortunately, if you can't finance your marketing, and getting your recordings properly done and um, all the things that come along with that. Unfortunately, you may not want to do, but you have to. Um, it's the, it's the only, only way you're going to you get people to get you. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's the biggest one. And uh, definitely, definitely invest in finding a really good, like engineer, a really good mixing engineer slash producer. Cause um you can write really awesome songs if they're recorded really like, like, you know, when you're in a garage, people yeah. aren't going to get what you're trying to, trying to, um, deliver to them. And Throw in Jeremy Anderson. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's he's a that's the next question I can ask <laughs> since you're bringing it up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, how is working with Jeremy Anderson? <laughs> awesome. He's a he's a real funny guy. Mm-hmm. He's very very talented. Um, he's very very fairly priced. So hit him up to do all your recordings. Mm-hmm. He'll make you sound like a like a radio band. Yeah. It's not like Jeremy's, a radio. Jeremy's type really genre, good at what he does. <laughs> I've actually watched yeah. him do his sound for like Kane Hill and R eight oh eight oh four, and I was like, oh my god, this man knows how to do everything. I've actually mm-hmm. interviewed Jeremy, so like, it's so great, like hearing just great feedback, and like he's such a great guy, and like he's mm-hmm. willing to work with me. How do you guys like survive playing live? Like how much? Uh, I feel like that's a big mental like barrier you have to cross to be that person compared to you who you are on like real life. So for me, uh, it's a very, I have to basically flip a switch because for me in normal world times, I'm very reserved. I'm very quiet. I'm not at all outspoken. And so pretty much every single time I am on stage after I do my stretching and all that, I kind of have to like close my eyes and like, kind of like meditate for a quick second. And I say that that is the other me coming out and it is a totally different person. It is a person who doesn't care, who doesn't really matter what he looks like or what he is doing. As long as he's having fun, he doesn't care. And he will sweat, yell and scream and hurt anybody impossible to well, make I sure like that it's stage. a good time. Yeah, there's, <laughs> been a, let's just say this, there's been a few instances where I've hit one of my bandmates with my head stopped. He's almost given me a concussion at least once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach, how do you get uh, motivation? Like, what do you have to do before you get your screams out? So basically the, the most like prepping really is a, uh, right uh, for live shows is it's basically like like most of my uh, effort is just uh, concentrating like on being on time like so I I, I just basically I follow the drums and make sure I'm on time and it's like after I'm doing that it's like the rest it's like just have fun and don't I just just have fun and don't care because that you know that helps me like you know that helps me not be as stressed so I basically just focus on, uh, keeping, you know, keep being on time and obviously knowing my parts and practicing too, but just general, it's like, I'm keeping on time and just having fun. And I'm like, if I just look at it that way, it's like, you know, it's way less stressful. And I feel like using that, like, cause like I said, I have a small business and I try to like, if it is bothering you and you're not being happy about it, you shouldn't be doing it. So if you can, you know, fight through the hard work and the negativity that some things might bring you and work really hard, I think you'll get where you need to be. Um, And a lot of people just, they always are like, oh, it's so hard. You know, it didn't work out and they just give up. And I think it's very important that everyone puts in the effort and works really hard and also have fun doing it. Oh, and having fun. I I really, really strongly support that. Yes. Uh, Just having fun. I mean, it's, you know, that's like half of the work, like the, the no vibes point. and having fun and, and connecting with fans or, you know, all that stuff. Like it goes a long way. Like you could be broke as hell. Like it doesn't matter if you're connecting with the audience, it's going to go a long way. You know, sounds really good. That sounds really positive. Um, Josh, can we talk about the lyrics of Stray and what the motivation was for that? Sure. Yeah. So Stray is 
one of our, I think, most out there songs to date. Uh, the concept is essentially an astronaut in space that recognizes that he's never coming back, right? Something's gone down where you're just out there floating. And the idea of legacy, right? When somebody dies in a tragedy or an accident, they're remembered for that tragedy or accident rather than everything that they've lived up to that point. So sort of talking about like, the futility of obsessing about a reputation, about transience, right? About how quickly things change in life. And, you know, sort of the futility of obsessing about what other people think about you. At the end of the day, if you're alone, you're alone. And coming to terms with yourself outside of stimulus, outside of video games, books, whatever it is that you're distracting yourself from at the end of the day, it's you and you alone. And I don't know, it's sort of like a little meditation on that. I think that's very important, you know, like to know who you are when you like, op- like go on these adventures. Cause like you could make a mistake, but like mm-hmm. making a mistake is part of learning. And I think like, like I said earlier, a lot of people just aren't willing to make the mistakes to learn from it. And I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do. You have to grow from these mistakes. Mm-hmm. You need to like learn who you are so you don't make mistakes again. And I actually like the, the song Stray. Like, I think it's, it's like one of my favorites. Thank you. Um, yeah, I like, I like the concept a lot. Um, and I mean, we're not truly alone, especially for drifting out in space. <laughs> because there's there's gotta be someone there you know Uh, hopefully (laughs) yeah hopefully you're not just drifting and you die but i think i like Mm -hmm. to think that everyone you know has someone out there and they have the support that they need and even when they don't i think it's very important important to have that support in yourself Uh, i don't mean to come off as as negative in that means uh for example like you're talking about making mistakes i think that the highlight or the focus i wanted to put on is you're free to make mistakes in a hundred years. Who's going to be thinking about, you know, that time that what you said at the Christmas party, that was super awkward, (laughs) probably not too many people. Right. So it's, it's more about like loosen up. This is the life that you have, Mm -hmm. right. At the end of the day, it's you and you alone. That's going to be able to look back and either celebrate your successes or live with the regret. It's, (laughs) <laughs> that's the spark notes of it. I, I could go on forever. <laughs> I think that's great. I do. I enjoy it. Um, what's you guys' uh, plan for the next year? Well, we've got another song that's done, and we got to get the the media done for it. So hopefully, we'll see that out here the next two to three months max. Um, that one's going to be way different from the one we just released. Um, it's very, uh, very melody heavy. Um, and then, uh, we've got another three to four songs are like probably like 70% done. So I think, I don't know if we decided whether we just do more singles, if we're going to do another EP, um, but just to play more shows, get out to Richmond a couple more times, maybe try to go up DC. Um, that's kind of kind of where you know where my head's at anyways and you know hopefully we'll blow up online or something <laughs> i think it's funny because like you could get like one video one video can get so many likes and you're viral like that and i'm just like 
that is insane how like social media works now um and with social media being a a big thing how like what's your opinion on touring now i think good question (laughs) oh well i think that touring now compared to like let's say 2008 2010 times it is still necessary but I don't think it is as necessary. You know, we grew up with bands that as soon as they could, they got the most beat down van and they just hit the road for months on end. And that was just in hopes of getting recognition and traction going where now it's kind of like a dual purpose of you have to have some touring, but the biggest part of you getting like in front of people's eyes and in their ears is really just on social media and having a strong form of marketing, an idea of what you're trying to do each time you're trying to like, let's say promote a show or your music and things like that. I think that is far more beneficial for you at this time and this time and days as a musician, more than touring. Mm-hmm. I think touring is still beneficial because, you know, they want to not just hear your voice and see your music videos. They want to actually hear you play. They want to actually see you as a person right then and there. And I think that is something that is still necessary, but it's, you know, it can be very sparing now, depending on how, how big you're trying to get to or how much, how many goals you are trying to hit. So like for us, like we have just now, hit a bridge where we're thinking more about going outside of our hometown to play more shows. So like up in DC area, maybe further down South, like, you know, North South Carolina. And, you know, we're trying to see how the best way to go about it. So I would say it's, it's necessary, but not as a requirement nowadays. I, uh, funny enough, the advice that I got from Jeremy Anderson, I asked him about this a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and he was like, he said, you should definitely go out there to like, to get your feet wet, but, um, don't expect to really start seeing people filling rooms out until you get like a kind of blow up moment. Like for example, Revenant from experience, like going out and they've done tours and playing empty rooms a lot. And then they did their uh, cover of like their Halsey cover, which went, you know, the equivalent of viral. Yeah. Um, and then now they go out and like, you know, they don't play at empty rooms. So, um, not all the time anyways. And, uh, that's kind of what he was getting at. And I, I think that's probably a good, like touring is necessary to go out and meet the people. Um, and as like a band coming up in today's like market, it's about the only way you make money too, is playing shows. So, um, which is used to fund more, more of the art. Yes. Um, so it, it's definitely necessary. Um, I think just people have to be smarter about it now because there's just so much content out there now it's it's yes. hard to make people want to care and like content is like the the one thing i've noticed is the hardest thing to do is create the content like when i'm like in the mood like the moment where i'm you know actually working on my business and like at a pop-up event i'm not thinking about like recording it or taking pictures of it i'm thinking of you know doing my business and showing my like people like who i am through my yeah. business and how do you guys uh, feel about creating content to get more viewers for House Divided? The, so, like, the internet points are great, right? You, I'm sure as a small business owner, you feel great when you get you see all the thumbs and you're like, wow, people are really paying attention. But what's important 
right? What's important about doing shows? What's important about making music is when you make real human connection, that's genuine people that genuinely care about your music, people that are moved in some way. Um, the content's fun, right? We try to have fun with it. If it's forced or if it's, you know, for the sole intent of generating, you know, just a tiny bit of, of validation, then it feels, I, I think a lot of, I think a lot of the pressure to create content right now is, is insincere and desperate. Um, our band tries to do things a little differently. We try to be moderate in how far we push people to see our stuff. Uh, really, if like for, for me personally, if I if I create something and I think it's funny, I'll post it, right? Or if I think it's fun, I, I'm not going to do it saying, okay, well, if this doesn't get five thousand uh, hearts and sixteen thumbs, I hate myself. Right? You can't judge yourself sure. on this it's such a, it's such a weird time to, to seek attention. So uh, promotion, promotion is one thing, but the core of house divided right, is about making music that moves people in real time. We want to get out there. We want to see you at the show and we want to make you feel something, whether it's mm -hmm. disgust or joy or anger, or if you just start running out the room, you know, that's better than your, and the click on your phone. So that's where we're at, I think. Amen to that, Frill. I, uh, I'm not a big social media person, but I've had to be for like the band. And I've actually had some fun making TikToks the last couple of weeks. Fun. And I had my first uh, semi viral TikTok. That's and so great. now I'm like, now I'm TikTok famous cool. and I get to quit my job. So you know <laughs> <laughs> it was great working with you guys um this is house divided you guys want to give out your plugs so everyone can follow you go ahead definitely so uh we make a lot of content on tiktok lately uh you can find it at house divided music you can find it at our own personal things if you type in uh, you know joshua or alex or thomas or nard uh divided you'll find us and then zach is at snake screamer he does some crazy yeah. Steve Irwin type stuff that you would love to check out. Um, if you want to follow us it's on Spotify, it's house dash dash divided. There's forward slashes. Uh, there's another house divided. That's like super housey. So if you start like, really, if you start feeling like you're at the club, you pick the wrong band, go to the other <laughs> house divided and you'll find us. Um, but we would love for people to check out stray. We would love for people to check out the uh, EP that we, Poured a lot of time into and to check out our next secret project that should be out in a month or two. We're That's so happy to have spent the time with you and are Thank really you. grateful that you took the time to ask us yes. all these cool questions. Yes. Any I chance that I get to look at these guys is, is awesome. <laughs> I was great working with you guys. I loved uh, asking you guys these questions. A good, uh, good uh, podcast. And I would love to have you guys again. Thank you for being here. Bye guys. Bye.